on Morrison's Nightmare. So this episode, we are going to be talking more about the hearings and the walkthroughs. And really, I'm just going to hand it over because this is the story and it deserves to be ready. Okay. Thanks, Hannah. Uh, we want to go through, you know, there's a lot of questions. Uh, of course, this is pretty wild. Um, so nobody can understand how many crooks and crannies are to the so We want to understand first that the issue was over predation and at that time, there was yet that was over almost two years for to us uh, just a harassing uh, portion of our lives um, there was you know obviously uh, several attorneys and judges involved in wrongdoing um, things that you just wouldn't uh, even believe to the point that one attorney who had recused himself admitted in a public hearing that um, he had made deals with the intervener's attorney and offered public bid on our property to come and remove things that just basically into harassment as well as to be active having been intervened. Um, also, the solicited for scrappers to come onto our farm and they would be instructed. I mean, he, he invited them to come in over the farm and be able to buy but one was not allowed. Um, and we have got the people when they find out about what's going on and and uh, of the amount of things um, been involved in longing, people come forward even though they understand their feel because they don't know what to do and what you what we ask everybody to do is contact as many people as you can whether it's commissioners your state representative the prosecutor who who won't take anybody um uh, doing these offenses to um to trial um just your congressman who plays one of these um, senator in Marville, Indiana, or there's just everybody right up to the governor. I don't care. Try the president or anybody that's got political notoriety to come forward. Um, that people uh, contact people. 
Tucker Carlson and different ones because this is a story nobody's ever heard. Uh, with that, trying to give you a, a little brief of it, um, people are definitely wanting to get to the meat of this. Um, we did we'll show you of where the American flag tied to a plow as a flagpole which is the same picture that she posted on the video, is in a court order to be removed. Um, that should be very bothersome to everybody. And Hannah, you know, so sideways, if you'll maybe just intervene once in a while and give me a a direction, a question, just to kind of get me going again. Yeah. So, so you. Um, remove the flag and that tractor. That was that was in seventeen. Um, so, you know, we we. I refuse to remove the flag, of course. Um, I, you know, it shows his disregard the uh, institution for the unity of our country, for our rights of um, expression. Um, An intervener says everything we have in, is junk, including that. And, and of course, this intervener, he has afflicted party and part of a conspirator group. It is not just his doing. He was financially um, accelerated in his actions by local people that play golf. Go ahead. So the intervener no he can remove you know in the previous episode you mentioned that you saw a pun and so what do you think that he had to gain from the along the picture and has been removed and things are kind of starting to turn into your favor and it's starting kind of disappear and get wrong. I know obviously came back about 10 years, but what do you think that he got and where what do you think is gonna happen next since you have said that there has been multiple people involved? Well they've already like I said in the last meeting he's already they've already approached the new neighbor. Um, the Interview went to the last court hearing. He misrepresented the evidence again and said in fact, um, the next day um, and was gone in three weeks in residence of Florida. So it's obvious that he will gain it. He made comments to other neighbors who may have um, that when 
higher now and how that is whether he thought or these people who and um, other maybe they were after putting him um, I really don't know where it's all going to end up but it's it's and it's a game and ironically a short time after um, he was moved I was offered um, if I would generate part of the town um, for a sewage plant I think it was uh, unrelated I think it's normal but there are no and some some coincidences. So um, it's gone on so many years. To um, I I I think it was mentioned about this. Just a matter of fact that they were going to run us out. In fact, we had to fight with Owen County to some degree before we started. Official from, and this was told to an Owen County, Putnam County alerted County to make sure we end up the thing on our properties. Oh, wow. So, even the amount that I've told you and what we'll share through the and everybody, it is just a scratch of the surface to what has truly been embedded in us um, to fight. Um, it, so why do you think that it would matter for Owen County and different properties, if you were moved from this one property and they're not causing any problems in Owen County and surveilling you, what is the the big picture when there's different properties involved now that or they're trying to get different properties involved, at least from what it sounds? What if they wanted something removed at one location? Why do they care about where it goes? Exactly, and. So it was um, it was a hate crime as far as I'm concerned that they had uh, we had not really ever um, begged for anybody's um, blessing on anything. We kind of um, have always shot from the hip, done our due diligence, and uh, went forward legally. And they were there only. If we weren't the first, we weren't uh, things their their intentions, and then we were the we were the uh, enemy. So that's why you've got conspirators involved. That's why they got involved. Got involved on our side. Um, but 
that takes years and years to I mean we're got the status of agencies to general to finally did come up with uh, written warnings of the surveillance without licensing. People cannot imagine this kind of a fight. Uh, it, it sounds beyond imagination, and it is. Um, I've never heard of anything like it, um, and I th think I'm kind of aware. Um, I know it's my even us of it. Yeah, it seems that and then there's an like a roadblock or so there's just a wall and it doesn't seem as if there's actually any gain out of this, to be quite frank, from an outsider looking in, it just seems like a waste of taxpayers' dollars in my perspective. But you know, like I said in the last episode, I'm very in a, in a comment before I'm very much, you know, unless it's and people have free will but I find that it's very it's even more of a mess when you start to have different counties working together or relaying information from one county when really it's not you know state-level issue. This isn't a capital crime. This is a county commissioner situation. This is a zoning situation and a, a ruffled neighbor. So it's, it's a very, very unique case. And I still, you know, I'm, I'm very like, whoa. I, it doesn't, there's not a lot of sense to be made <laughs> out of it. So what I mean, so as you, you know, after the Owen County situation and they've spoken to that county, what happened next? Did you have a hearing? Did you have, you know, someone walk through? What was the thing in the chain of events? Well, the, the very first hearing? Yes. Okay. So, Go ahead. We'll just start first one of when you were served and what kind of compounded from there because I know there's a lot of messy things that happened when you started having hearings and you couldn't speak and you we can talk about what we talked earlier before we started recording without any representation from attorneys involved. Well the very first it, um, we were we'd taken stuff to the farm and we were uh, remember, this was by the judge who recused himself. There was no hearing. We were just automatically uh, stayed from bringing anything else to the farm and that we were to remove anything that we brought to the farm with no cause, no, nothing. Um, no representation, no hearing. Uh, we weren't bringing anything else to the farm. We didn't remove anything, but the we knew everything that we had was entitled to be there because of agricultural zoning. So there wasn't anything to do. Um, 
and nobody to ask. And we couldn't talk to anybody because uh, it was already in litigation at that point. So then we uh, retained our attorney um, as they put us into another hearing. Uh, and by the way, some of those records have just evaporated. Um, I was told a while back that they can't find them. Um, so what do you think happened with them? I mean, they're obviously not redacted. How do you feel? Do you think that they got expunged? Do you think, what do you feel was the case? Does your attorney have copies or do you have copies? Uh, I've got some copies of some of the stuff that, that I mean, you got to remember, you're going back 10 years. And things that we didn't even think were relevant are now becoming more relevant. Uh, but I, I think that the uh, powers to be decided they kind of had put themselves in a position not following the judicial rules um, and have reached out. So they thought that they could just evaporate and that everybody would skip fast forward to the first true hearings and forget about it but i can't prove any of that uh, that that's going to be something that people need to question and, and get involved in and but the th same things can happen to anybody if they can do things behind your back without true judicial um conduct um you're vulnerable and you don't know it uh, until it's too late the so then we go into uh, the next meetings and uh, the judge found discrepancies uh, to some degree and almost dropped the entire case because when he would ask the county what they wanted they didn't know uh, the county attorney after telling me to remove dirt and um, coming out to the property and telling me to move things to the back and and do different things and that was just a ploy to wear us down because when it came in the court then she said oh well, that was just a, a, a an effort to work things out well spending days or weeks doing her bidding that was illegal um i didn't consider just a, a good faith effort i considered it a closure and then when it come to the court, why the intervener got involved, the judge allowed it, the recused judge signed it, therefore we had to remove everything and let the neighbor go across our property and search the woods. So uh, he found things that I didn't even know existed. And I'd had the farm for over 20 years at that point. So, can I interject? Because when you say they found stuff in the woods, when we went back into ours, um, like when we found our um, property line in the original fencing, there were satellites back there, toilets, like dog cages, random things. So, you know, people always say when you're out in the country, people just would toss things out and just let things grow over. And so to me, as, a, as an outsider, as someone who has gone back in the woods and seen what's there, that is the most ridiculous thing to think 
that it's someone just dumping because I've had neighbors come by my place and tell me what they witnessed previous owners or previous tenants because it was a rental at one point doing and they just were like, okay, whatever, you know, that's their business. But now it's someone else's problem to clean up for me at least. You know, I think it's fun. I like to see what people had prior to me <laughs> moving here and kind of like make up in a, my own story of what they were like. But to do that on 35 acres in comparison to three and a half, that is just kind of crazy because you really don't know what's going to be back there. What do you think that they were trying to find other than, like you said, they were considering that a dumping place? They weren't considering a dumping place. Anybody that's been to a dump or in this lifetime, and in, and in fact, the intervener's father-in-law had um, a lot of stuff in his alley that was pointed out by some of the people that went through on the one inspection. Um, and nobody ever went across the fence to that property to look in the holler. Um, the, and we don't care what he and we don't in care. his holler. Uh, I, it wasn't me doing that. It was, uh, one of the people that was involved at the, um, inspection but every farm has crap on it you know that was what you did with stuff back in the day before there were dumps it was you used it for soil retention you you got rid of it i mean there's there's multiple places on many many farms maybe every farm where they've put wire or glass or whatever to retain these soil so it served a purpose but it doesn't mean that it's leaching out into the, the groundwater and contaminating because it's not like you're putting oil or chemicals you know that now a thumble full of uh, chemicals would be more hazardous than a, a truckload of the old trash you know what i mean well the bottom line on the doesn't have anything back there. He's just being nosy and trying to see what else he could find. There, there was an area that there was an accumulation of old car parts and and uh, and stuff, and they found some tires, um, which we didn't even know was I there. Didn't, you know, they've been there so many years. God knows how long they've been there. And when I was in the pond, I found tire in the valley that were submerged. 50 years ago, you know, so. It, it, I, I help but laugh because, you know, we have tires back in one and then a few little like midget car tires that I'm have as um, kind of like a wall barrier. It's just, it's just so crazy to me because they can be up and used for so many things and it's just, it just is ridiculous. But again, that's my opinion. That's the extent I can share my opinion because I am just playing it as safe as can be as we share your story. And I just find everything about this, like, what a waste of time and a personal vendetta. Uh, and it, and it's a financial loss for the, not only us, but for the county and our kids and, and the it was just a witch hunt. It's, it's always been a witch hunt. Um, it just, 
They thought they would run us out. They thought they could steal the property. Those kind of people that are involved in this conspiracy and all of that'll come out um, because they they went around from house to house and dating people to sign and participate. They leave yellow envelopes and we've got one of them. Somebody brought it to us. Asking for donations to from, support them. From from the local community. They threw their windshield wipers, probably went up to the doors, I'm guessing, and then left it on their cars if they weren't there. Keep in mind that these same people were shooting at people in their driveway and they're going to their houses to ask for money. And badmouth us is what they did. So, you know, now, what was the funding goal? What, what were they trying to raise funds for? Well, they, obviously, you don't hire commercial fly, uh, pilots to come out and surveil somebody for nothing. So there's money involved there. There was money. This attorney's been involved. I don't know if they greased palms or the gas they spent running up and down the road. My God, the camera that he's. Uh, spend money on probably would support somebody for a healthy length time because you, camera equipment isn't cheap and I'm pretty sure his isn't cheap because it had a telephoto lens on it, it needed a wheel on it as far as I'm concerned. So when you're saying asking about the money we've paid $5,067 and that was for the contempt fee because we, could, we didn't get rid of stuff like they thought we should from the beginning and then now anything that we got, got rid of was in compliance and then we're still paying $50 a month on the intervener's attorney fees. He wanted more than $5,000 but the judge granted $5,000 so we're paying $50 a month on that. So it, when you start accumulating money for 10 years of what the cost is, I don't even look back at what the cost is because it would just, it would probably devastate me. I'd be in the round room. But so we just keep going on, you know, taking it one day at a time. Um, people may or may not want to understand why this story doesn't just come out and say this person did this this person did that but they have to understand it's still going on these people are still making their chest moves um, they're just being exposed and you have to help us find them without me pointing the finger or I get into more legal issues and Hannah gets into more legal issues so all we can say this way up. So, so okay. go ahead. I know that we kind of got off track. I know. Um, it's okay. Not to but I did want to, as we, I want to talk about the hearings and everything, what this one was like. And then I definitely want you to cover and talk about how you were denied the walkthrough because of the avian flu being on the rise. And that was a, a misconstrued situation. I apologize for the dog barking in the background. Um, that was a misconstrued situation from an outsider's perspective. Um, and what that actually was for you guys. When 
when that video comes out, it will soon, because um, that's part of what we're doing here is laying the groundwork so people can understand that video. At that inspection, um, that was like the second true inspection court allocated. The confrontation at the front gate was because the, I uh, had contacted Purdue because of the avian flu. And of course, we've got several thousand dollars worth of birds. Um, and they told us the safety procedures at that time that we should deal with. Um, if somebody was from out of state, it was different than from people that were just from the local community. Well, so happens that the intervener and his attorney both come from out of state in a short um, distant time, uh, one from Arizona and one from Florida across all this area, potentially exposed to the avian flu and migratory birds. They were the only ones that argued that they were not going to take any precautionary action until the county uh, commissioner and the building zoning director who were suited up in um, protective gear offered to give them that was the only way it was going forward because I was holding my ground. Uh, we were not allowed um, representation because of legal, there's a legal criteria order. If, if you are a legal agent to something, then certain things take precedent. Well, our attorney had a precedent taking time frame and she couldn't be there for two hours. She tried to get it continued, the judge denied it. So not only the avian flu should have continued it or discontinued it completely, but there should be no question about protecting because you're allowed, I mean, if you've got a livestock facility of hogs or cattle and there's something going around, it's of a health issue to contain as much as you can the disinfectant of your property and your for your livestock's benefit. And they were the ones who confronted us. The county was cooperative at that point. Of course, they realized that point that we were in compliance because they'd been out there before um, within the year. And so the confrontation began at the gate in that video is then want to suit up, suit up and, and give any safety to our livestock. And and when what people don't realize is when they go into court, if I'm an attorney and I wanna want something from the judge, I write it up and then he has to sign it. Judge doesn't do anything to that level unless he wants to. So a lazy judge then will just take whether it's my attorney or your attorney, and they will take whatever you write up or I write up and decide what looks right. 
So he gave full permission for them to go in and around the entire property. The intervener and his attorney opened buildings to go inside and video and take pictures of what was what they would allow or disallow or question or expose to the public as private property. And not only did the intervener go into the buildings, he walked on top of whatever we had in there to get across it. Total disrespect for anybody's property. Uh, <laughs> but the judge gave permission for this because this is what that attorney wrote up. And this is the same attorney that the judge looks at whenever he makes a decision. Looks at, I mean, obviously looks at, he looks at him in any of the hearings. People come up to us afterwards in just amazement because we started these hearings out. It would be me attorney sitting on side, my attorney and I. And, and then on the other side of the room would be 20 of these conspirators maybe up to 20. I don't know. It just seemed like 20. Um, sitting there giving us an attack. Um, so very offsided. Um, the county attorney, I, again, wouldn't question anything about standing up for the zoning laws or the state laws. Let it be run by the intervener and the conspirators and misrepresenting the evidence. And I consider that prosecutorial misconduct because they knowingly did things that they knew was against the law. They didn't expose the truth or expose the evidence correctly. Um, so it was, it was quite defaming at that point. And then it got worse up until the last hearing in which 30 or 40 people showed up and there were three people on the other side. And in fact, even the commissioners sat on our side of the courtroom. And the judge determined we were still in non-compliance, having been noted by the, the commissioner and the zoning director that we were in compliance and had been for roughly a year at that point. And this goes back to when I said in the last video that the zoning director was at this inspection on May 17th, she was right behind the intervener the whole time. She took the exact same pictures as he took. And she said that we was in compliance. We've got those pages that says we're in compliance. And he turns everything into the judge. And now the judge is saying that we're still not in compliance. But all, all these, these Agencies, officials, officials yeah. are saying that we are in compliance. It, it doesn't make any sense. What do we need the public officials for if you can just listen to your neighbor? And judge actually, he wouldn't discuss things adequately in court. In fact, at one point I asked him if I could speak. He said, no, we're going to do it this way. What is this that we're doing? 
you know, if I'm not allowed speech and and due process um, and correct evidence or it's property rights. Yeah, it's obviously an attack. Then back to the gate issue on um, at that inspection that day after the county uh, the zoning director said, well, she had some suits in the car. If they would suit up, then we could go ahead with the inspection. So that's what they did. They finally agreed to suit up after a big argument over the deal. Well, no respect. And after calling to the sheriff to come and try to keep us from allowing anybody to come and witness what they were going to do. Yes. Or allow us to video it. And the paper that the judge signed about that inspection for that day, it states in there, all is welcome. So you came. Oh, welcome, but yet the intervener was trying to get the sheriff to remove our people that we had there to video or take pictures of to protect ourselves. But it's okay for them to go ahead and come on our property and do the exact same thing. They didn't want us taking pictures. They didn't want us uh, video videoing. They wanted the people we had there removed. The sheriff said it was our property and we could have them there if we wanted. And we did, but they tried to stop it, but yet they wanted to do the exact same thing on our property. It's like we have no protection. Our our attorney wasn't there. I just can't get over it. First of all, no representation. And then was a free for all in this intervener conspirator to just do anything he wanted to to abuse us. Um, that's the way it feels when. I mean, they might as well have been going through our underwear drawer. You know what I mean? It's uh, when you and people find out what you've got, then they some of them may want it or think you don't need it, or you know, they they try to describe us as uh, you know having too much. Well, what is too much? I mean, what what kind of socialist attitude is this? And those same conspirators have money and property so would they like uh, us to come down and uh, go in their house because at least uh, uh, law enforcement is supposed to have a search warrant the judge didn't even give them any parameters you can do anything if you want to on the morrison's property well that's what that's what the intervener was saying that they had permission to do anything they wanted on our property so I have to ask, because I don't know if it's been outlined, but they didn't ask about removing animals. Is that correct? You didn't have anything to do with the animals? It's like uh, That's where I find it very confusing and why they were hyper-focused on equipment versus, you know, if they're so concerned about the amount oh. of things on there, why are they just leaving that kind of put away. Well, when this when this first started, um, the there was no livestock. When this first started, I was uh, getting fish carcasses and making fish fertilizer, fish uh, compost, and um, 
in tanks on the far side of the farm uh, up by the old house. And I thought it was a good idea to, to use for not only my fertilizer, but maybe steering. I mean, you could make mulch in your backyard and you can sell it to the neighbors for fertilizer, but I couldn't make liquid. If I made liquid compost fish fertilizer, it was illegal for me to sell it. So there was like $80,000 worth of values to organic farming that I literally had to just pour out. And, I mean, I used it, I got benefit out of it, but I couldn't be considered um, organic because um, I, first of all, I just couldn't focus on it very well, but um, I don't use chemicals on the farm and it takes several years to get kind of the, that kind of status and you have to jump through hoops but uh it's been an attack all the way through so from there they wanted me to clean up the front area and at one point in time i got a letter from the health department that my grass was too tall in february Oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, this is years prior to this legal deal. So this has been going on, you know, this harassment attitude. But the what I saw is the only way that I could go down through this one area that was briars and, and uh, grown brush was to clean it up. I need to do lots because if not have bulldoze it up the trees that we planted by hand and uh, focus on um, just putting a fence around was the easiest way to do. And we got up to buy the emus, we bought the emus. Miraculously, the judge um, didn't see a problem with any livestock. But the neighbors started complaining because mm -hmm. of the uh, brewer's rain and they were, I couldn't have drying equipment for the brewer's grain because they weren't allowing me equipment to operate with. So I dump it out on the ground and it's a little souring and they could smell that from the road. Well, miraculously enough, as we have grown with it, the smell is dissipated. You hardly smell them. You don't even smell the hogs because we're feeding them uh, human food basically and the brewer's rain and so much to my dismay um we've developed hogs and i mean there's no money they've, they've literally forced me to instead of making money i've got a farm in order to save my farm i'm really a truck driver uh, it's a lot easier what i mean but the livestock came and they allowed that uh, so I could have anything that pertained to the livestock. And at one point, the judge said I could have the, the fish composting tanks to uh, make fertilizer for my farm, but I couldn't sell anything out of it. And here's there's junk, which will goo and they're not done they're they hold they're holding this fish goo and then they're to be removed 
yeah, it goes back and forth. Sometimes we can keep something, sometimes we can't in different pictures because he takes so many pictures. The judge is overwhelmed. He has to be overwhelmed. And we, our attorney has welcomed him out to the farm and he refused, which that would have ended it right there if he could come with the county officials. He would see and the neighbor would take multiple pictures of different items and he presented to the court and it would make it seem like we had three or four or five of those items when in reality we had one. And he would present things. He publicized the pictures to the county commissioners and I was told that they literally passed them out in the court or the courthouse of what we have. Well, it's nobody's damn business. And for him to exploit that and to deprivatize us, um, to me, that is harassment and yeah, stalking. He, and he's went around he, making us look like to other people that we don't do anything and we're hoarders. Or, yeah, we're, we're junkyard, uh, we're trash, we're whatever he thinks. He, he has portrayed that to the, the public. And I personally don't appreciate it. People that know us either love us or hate us, and those that hate us don't know us. That's right. Um, and the people that seem not to think too much of us. I mean, I, I wouldn't know them if I passed them on the street. And they probably wouldn't know us. No. They, um, it, it's a remarkable situation. Um, we don't really care if people like us or not. It, I could care less. It's water off a of But the other side of it is, is it puts a strain on you to feel like that you're being uh, stalked and, and harassed and, and that people are turning against you and uh, you don't know where your allies and your enemies lie. And so, so that was, that started in the courtroom and, and continued to the front gate of our property. And, and during the inspection, even the intervener was encroaching on the county to participate in going through the buildings and they wouldn't do it because they said they have no authority to go inside your buildings, but the judge was allowing the intervener. But we are allowed. She, the zoning director said <clears throat> that we are allowed to have stuff in the, anything, the buildings. Anything in the buildings. <laughs> the county attorney from the beginning said, oh, William, Mr. Morrison, if you'd, if you'd build something and put something, put this stuff in a building, you'd be fine. Well, now we know that you're fine if you have stuff in a building and you're fine if it's not in a building as long as it's zoned correctly and our stuff is zoned. So they just kept making us spend money and time and, and with our age, we're running out of time. And so it, it is very debilitating to say, well, a building that you don't really need or want, you have to build in order to have anything. Um, and then when you get everything situated away, the building and everything in there, then you find it, oh, you have anything in your building. Anything. There's nothing I the neighbor can't tell me I can have. So why did I build the fucking building? 
took half of each one, and that's what I had to live by. But the Larissa County got to live by either or. So when when you read down through, and you've read quite a bit of it, I'm sure, it is the most confusing, and I'm not saying that we're uh, scholars, but we're not idiots. And when you read down through this, if you can make sense of it, you need to school me because it does not make sense. And this is an educated man making this decision who is representing farmers in another county by, through his law firm and writing law. Well, I can't be a judge if I don't have a law degree now, the purpose of that is, is I'm supposed to understand the law, but if I'm a judge and I'm making decisions after multiple years of being involved and writing my own law and don't know the difference, what the hell does he need an education for? I just soon take my chances with the bum on the street. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you feel back into a corner and you feel like the rules and the goalposts are changing kind of reminds me of the lockdowns from COVID where, you know, two weeks turned into two years and it, it just started compounding. Th this has been so bad that COVID didn't even make any difference to us. Yeah, no, it's like it just went on by, but we wake up every morning with this, we go to bed every night with this. Um, deal with during the day there is especially in me such high anxiety and i didn't used to have that you just never know from one day to the next and then at the point that they try try to go to bed every night thinking about this and one of the orders that that the uh intervener's attorney was trying to get the judge to put us in jail to teach us the lesson was his words he, he thought we should go to jail for, it. I think it was seven days. Both to, of us. Both of us, just to teach us a lesson. I don't need a lesson. Well, not only that, so then you, you've got an added stress. Not Put me in jail. I don't, not wanting to go, but I can go. I didn't want Sonia to have to go. But even worse than that, they're getting ready to punish the livestock. So... Who's going to take care of the damn birds while I'm in? Are they going to turn animal uh, board health in on this thing again? Yeah, that's probably what they want. To try to take our livestock and, uh, you know, what we've built up to, 
to produce anything to try to do this. I mean, they broke us financially. Um, and asking people to help us, and I don't like doing that, but we don't have much left to work with. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's way more than just a little zoning violation. This was an attack. There was no zoning violation. There was no zoning violation in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard as someone who hasn't been there and didn't see it from the beginning. I only know, like, the first piece of this was all in December at the spring, and that it's much to speculate on what their intent was, their motives involved, and how far it reaches. It's, I can't fathom all the things that have gone in through your head and the what ifs or what's next and is this the end or are we going to ever see the end and so it i do want to the next episode kind of be a catch-up and like a foreshadowing of what you guys have planned to come is there anything else around the hearings that you kind of want to talk about that has really sat with you and almost dragged it out. What do you think was behind all of this, the continuances and kind of just the, the slow hearing? They, they just want us out to break us. Uh, they know, you know, I can't run the farm that I have to run in order to keep the farm and make a living. I can't do it. So, I go through the motions and I keep it a farm and try to get some productivity and try to do some good and work with Purdue and, and different things. But as far as putting money in my pocket and thriving, we have shrunk. I mean, at one time we were running 13 trucks and now that I don't mean dump trucks going Cloverdale and Greencastle and back. I'm talking about, we were going to Mexican border. We were doing international trade. Our trailers were going across into Mexico with like the big companies do. And we're being accused of doing wrongdoings because we're going, quote, to the border and, and, and had a comment made that we were, I was the kingpin of Laredo. Now, anybody that knows anything about the Mexican border, first of all, it, they all think that it's all corrupted. It is to some degree. But it's organized corruption, not as organized as, as Greencastle. But it's it's different. There are 10,000 trucks a day or more coming and going to that town because that's America's largest inland port. Our 13 trucks did not make me the kingpin of Laredo. And we 10, wouldn't have still been running if we was doing that we had the county county i had the uh, border protection people even had had calls from putnam county trying to cause us trouble so okay let's get a little bit into that yeah. um as we close this episode out and we wrap this up but I, I do want to end on this. 
as you, you know, reach the border doing your trades, what specifically do you do in trades and were your vehicles in that search? Oh, every trip. Um, but our, the hardest part of the whole journey was 10 mile each side of, of Cloverdale because the county would attack us, the state would attack us. And it was a basic, um, they had been told by officials that they were to come after us. Now, I don't know where that all comes from, but it was power being played to make sure that we didn't succeed. But yes, we were served by border protection. Um, they've got the um, x-ray machines, uh, dogs, they can stop you along the road. Um, and nothing. And nothing. You know, it, it, you even lose, if, if there is something, you even lose your CDL if you, um, uh, anything transpires, although that now that the government is taking the illegals and hauling them all over the country, um, if a truck driver does that or gets participates in that, they go to prison for three years. So it's it's a long way from what anybody thinks, and they've used the ignorance of distance to portray this to local officials or to use it politically. But um, no, we got a long fine at the border. Um, it was in our backyard that we have the problem. And that is the politics. Does that answer the question or I uh, just get sidetracked again? No, that was good, thank you. I, it is definitely a well one because you know, now it kind of spans being followed across the entire country. And I find, like you said, you know, we have people coming in to sanctuary cities, I, I think that's what they're called, and it, it does make you question, you know, if they can do it, why can't I, if you were to, not saying that you are, obviously, because that's not what you do, but it's just a very odd thing, and it makes you realize that in the grand scheme of things, we're just a blip on the map for everyone. It, me, my, you know, my neighbors, everyone, the, the wrong people look at you and they don't care. And so I think this is a very interesting story and it just kind of continues to compound. Um, I do want to end it on a positive note. So as you work with Purdue, what do you see is going to come up that with your emus and any other livestock that you have coming onto the property? Well, with the emus, of course, we've got a big incubator. And then, um, we've got one male sitting on his net. Um, Purdue has previously brought classes out, and I expect to have more. Uh, we've um, been approached about and then get be able to work against the avian flu. Uh, research. Uh, so I think that our connection there is pretty tight. Um, uh, the hogs that we have range from the commercial grade to mangalistas and uh, um, guinea hogs. And um, 
so I, I don't, you know, we enjoy the hogs. There's really not any money in them and we're working ourselves into dirt, well, mud right now <laughs> to uh, take care of them. But we've expanded and we've got about 70 head of hogs um, and we've got a, about head of emu. So we're, I don't know where it's going. We sell the emu all over the country. Um, for basically big yardbirds, you can eat them. I think there's some development can be done with the eggshells that people are doing and the feathers um, without butchering them. The meat's excellent, but we don't sell them basically for butcher too much. Uh, so, um, but big yardbirds living 35 years for the kids to grow up loving and and sharing with why has been very uh, empowering and, and has become very popular. That's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of everything that you are planning to do for the year. I know I saw earlier um, this over the weekend that you had some things for kids like snacks and you were giving to the community. And so I think that's a really good step to show people a kindness <laughs> and I think it just goes to show you open the doors and they can see everything for themselves and it will change the way that things are going to go for you. We, we've had people uh, contact us this week and want to know us and participate. Uh, I think that's a good thing and I was told that they were going to uh, there are some people that had worked with us in the past that were going to send you um, letters and and offer their story to you in regards to us uh, it's good the thing that i'm you know trying to help with um you know I'm, i don't sound a mark or anything but they because the things i'm giving out are things that are difficult for us to use to give to the livestock it, it should be more benefit to somebody that needs something. Um, and I, I don't care who it is pretty much. It, it's, uh, you know, things like yogurt and kids snacks and, and things that uh, juices take stuff to the pantries and stuff too. So uh, there's a lot more behind the scenes than just the old couple carrying buckets of feed through the mud. I love that. I think that's really awesome. And I think more people within their communities should do that as, you know, we see inflation rising. I, there's so much that others can give. And, and I think that they're just held back by stepping out of their comfort zone or something And I'm so sorry we're going to have to wrap up because I'm so over right now. So we will really catch up next week, and this episode will come out on Wednesday. So I want to thank you again for coming on and being so transparent, especially because I feel like a lot of people would want to hide that, you know, Border Patrol search their trucks. And it's one of those things where it's like, you think, okay, this is embarrassing and it's violating. So thank you for sharing all of that. Well, it's it's way more than we can get. 
conveyed, I'm sure. I apologize for that pause. I am breaking up feral children and <laughs> I am going to have to go to the ringer of my own circuit. So I hope everyone gets a good laugh as we close this out because let's face it, if you listen to any of my other episodes, it is a shit show 24 seven. And I appreciate, you know, connecting with people who understand and who have, have really had pivotal situations, you know, redefine what their future of their farm is going to look like and being able to share it with us so we know kind of what to expect if it were to happen to us from anywhere in the country. You know, it's one of those things that's scary and hard to navigate, especially because it seems to come at you from all different angles. So again, thank you guys. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being flexible with recordings and I will talk to you guys next Sunday, even though it's Monday today. I'll talk to you on Sunday and we will get our next episode out next Wednesday. Thank you thank very you. much. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye.